0: Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, for the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you believe Red, White, and Rangers Blue, stand with Jesse. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Kako. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin DeLury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media studios in New York be yours truly, Mr. Paul Coffin, and everybody, please welcome your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD,
1: the Rangers, made it a very happy St. ease. That's what I'm talking about. Lots of uh, celebration to do tonight. Not that you needed it on St. Patrick's Day, but, uh, you know, Rangers came through. My, my buddy actually texted me during the game. Me and my friends have a little, like, text chain that we have throughout the games. And uh, my buddy brought up, this game was act, completely reminded us of another St. Patrick's Day game. It was probably like 15 years ago, where the Rangers completely whitewashed the Bruins. And the big line that night was Shanahan, Callahan, and Avery. I don't know if you remember that game. I think they won like 7-2 or something like that. That line combined for like five goals. And uh, yeah, it's sort of very similar to, to that game. So good... Good memories. You know, St. Patrick's Day, great day to celebrate, and the Rangers came through for us.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Sign that guy Knobloch now to a multi-year deal. (laughs) Fire Quinn, baby. (laughs) Uh, Suddenly – You can't make this up. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, Paulie, when I – as soon as I saw that the whole coaching staff, including including Quinn – Was not going to be behind the bed. I seriously should have just emptied out my entire bank account because I knew that they were going to win. I knew it because you just knew that that controversy had to happen. Not that it's controversy, but you knew that it was going to happen just to give the Quinn haters the platform. Does he see?
0: And that's the kind of year it's been. It's been insane. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Are you kidding me? I mean, the other night, <laughs> King Cade, I, t- I t- tweeted out, I thought the franchise was just set back years after that freaking overtime loss. And I'm like, you kidding me? And then tonight, and you know I do another show before we jump on here today, and, you know, we had mentioned and uh, the coaching staff uh, being replaced tonight and stuff. And then we go on, and, I, and then I see the score. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And the the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, the whole Quinn thing. You can't make this up. We've talked about how weird this season is. And tonight, it just could it get any weirder. I mean, Jad, I mean, come on. It's just nuts. Georgie Boy comes back on the shutout. You can't make this up, KD. This is
1: ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think this goes back to our discussion last week where you really can't take anything from anything because you're playing games without coaching staffs. Your best <laughs> players is out because the Russian president is trying to like kill his family. <laughs> you, you kick D'Angelo off the team because it gets into a fight with the backup goalie. I mean, you have players missing games because of COVID protocol. Like how can you seriously make any type of judgments on this team based on anything that's going on this season? Like you said, Keith Kincaid is playing goal for this team. He had play, He played in three of four games. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I have no words. What what has gone on? But I will say this for everybody. And look, I got my little laugh too on social media, saying "Fire Quinn" and "Ha ha ha." But you know, the real, the true story of it all is the return of Panarin, because the Rangers are now two zero and one since he's returned. And they've scored 17 goals yeah. in those three games. I mean, I don't, that I don't think is a coincidence that he comes back, you know, and they've, they've put up this type of offensive numbers. I think he has six points in the three games. So, you know, he has that kind of ability. He's that good of a player where he has that kind of impact. Um, on this team, and and again, we could joke about Quinn all we want about him not being behind the bench, but the real reason for this is the return of Panera. And I joked when they when they beat the Bruins, his first game back, like, oh, you mean when you have your best player in the lineup, the team actually plays well. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it really is that easy. So I think tonight, for one of the few times this year, they actually had their full complement of players in the lineup minus Shesterkin, but we actually saw the real Gyrgiev, the guy who performed so well last George year. Roy. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'll give, you know, I give you a hard time about, uh, you know, being one of his uh, cheerleaders. But, um, yeah, look, he, he had a really good game tonight and he made some huge, before the Rangers ran away with this game, he had some huge saves, um, which maybe if he doesn't make them, maybe this game doesn't get out of control the way it does. So, hey, kudos to him. Um, But again, I I think this really comes down to the Rangers finally getting a full complement of players in there. I know the last game that they lost to the Flyers, a little bit of a back and forth. They were out without Bucinevich and Fox. And who knows, those two guys in the lineup, maybe that game's a a win as well. So, look, trending in the right direction. You get your best players back. Hopefully Shesterkin isn't isn't that far away. and, And we'll see what the rest of the season has for us. Come on,
0: KD, you know what this comes down to. It comes down to the game plan that Coach Chris Knobloch put into place tonight. (laughs) How he ran his lines, the ice time that he gave to most of the players, going with Georgiev and taking Kincaid out and knowing the feeling and the vibe of the team right now and just pouring on the offense and letting these guys play the open-end game that they're— deservedly need to be playing. So it's definitely Coach Knobloch, and we need to keep him in here for the rest
1: of the season. I, th- I think all Coach Knobloch did tonight was hold the walkie-talkie that David <laughs> Quinn had wherever he was. <laughs> and just, like, you know, made sure everybody could hear it is probably, you know, what what went down uh, tonight. So, uh, you know, kudos to Knobloch for uh, standing in there and uh, getting his first— that's got to be that's his first NHL win as a coach, right? He's probably yeah. hasn't coached any other NHL games, right? Chris Jury behind the bench—that was good to see. Yeah. So uh, you know, good stuff.
0: Hey, look, man. You know, we we've talked about it on the show. We made a big point of it, like you know, the Rangers haven't had their full complement of everybody in the lineup. You know, they haven't had a real chance to see, you know, all the pieces together, healthy in in one building. So minus. Shesty being out, and yeah, you know we can. I'm, I'm glad we can put uh, the game the other night, the, the loss and Kincaid, and that whole fiasco at the end. And you have to remember they they blew that game. They should have won that game too. And man, those you know that extra point might be huge down the road. Who knows if they stay in the mix
1: here, Paulie? It it won't be. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs>
0: I'm being objective, Mr. Delory. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's crazy. But, you know, uh, all the guys you talked about at the beginning of the season here, you know, uh, Zabanajet obviously having a, just a phenomenal game. Uh, huge stuff from him. Great to see it. Uh, Bucci getting in there. So the main guys really contributing tonight, as far as you know the score sheet here. It's great to see even Truba getting a goal. I mean, it's been ages. Uh, it's just good stuff, you know. Uh, Lemieux started the game off well for them too, as well. With the you know, so it's it's like the the guys, the usual guys that you would expect to come around, you know. And now heedles back too, and um, you know just all these different things that kind of line up tonight. Now, you can chalk up whatever the hell you want tonight. Obviously, a little, maybe a little bit of Irish magic tonight because um, you have to feel the way they lost the game the other night, the way they lost the lead and everything else, and – you know, this is the thing that we've been looking for is this team, they just can't get over the hump. And, and what I talked about last week, too, you can't yell, scream, rant, and rave anymore because I think this is just a team that we have to, uh, this is what we got. They're going to they're gonna lose a couple, and they're going to surprise us with a couple of wings, like, wins, like shoot, shutting out the Bruins. And then coming, bouncing back off that loss and just destroying, destroying the Flyers. And and the flyers know damn well that that this is another game tonight that they could have put the range down uh, a little bit more in the standings, especially with the with the schedule that that they got coming up. But man, this is just um, you got to love it. But I can't can't enough swing back to just the craziness of this story tonight, along with the rest of this season in terms of um, how they played. So kudos to the team, man, too. I mean, going out and whether they're just like, hey, we got to go out and try and, you know, make this guy look good. But I'm sure it's more of a pride thing for them. And, I, you know, I didn't get to watch all the game. I looked at most of the highlights of all the goals. I caught the end of the third period there when it was over anyway, so it didn't really matter. So you'd have to tell me, Katie, if you saw things, you know, in terms of how they played tonight. Was there – I mean, I, we joke about Quinn, but was there something that was a little different outside of us just generally talking about – we had all the guys back in the lineup now that we really should have on paper I I really do
1: think that's it I mean I, it's always easy to look at a team and how they're playing and say well they didn't bring the effort tonight you know but you know who is in who's been in the lineup and who isn't in the lineup you could look at it tonight like oh they really had the best effort of the season it really seemed like they were trying harder than they normally are I, I, you know I don't really by that a lot of times i just think that they had finally had their best players in the lineup from top to bottom and i think if before the game if you had a checklist of everything you would have liked to see happen it happened you we need girgi have to get going again check we need zabnishad to start feeling good about him himself and 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 maybe get a goal here you know check 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 And, you know, you go down the line, uh, Truba. you know, again, not exactly the beginning to the season I'm sure he wants. You know, he didn't have a great season last year as a Ranger. You know, hopefully he can get going. Check. You know, so from top to bottom, I think just tonight, power play goal. I mean, my goodness. Get out. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you talk about every, you know, the stars aligning, or you know, finding a four leaf clover before the game, or you know, whatever it is. I guess that's not Irish, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for all those people, shamrock, not a four leaf clover, anyway. Um, you know, it, it, you know, we hit all the marks that we had to tonight. Now, we've seen this all year long where you're like, here they go, they're gonna go on a run, or they're going in the right direction, and then they, and they have a terrible loss. So, you know, I don't, don't want to get too excited yet, but. Now that we do have this full lineup that we keep mentioning, you know, I, I think it could be time to finally evaluate this team. And, and are we, do we have the ability to take the next step here in this rebuild and become a contender? And like what we see or, or do we need to make a big trade in the offseason like we've mentioned for an Eichel? So I'm excited from what for what I've seen the last three games with Panarin back. He's just a monster out there. He's just just amazing um, on a nightly basis. He just carries this team and um, just setting up goals, scoring goals. I mean, the game the other night against the Flyers that they lost in the overtime. I mean when they went on that little three goal run in the second period. You know, he had that sweet one timer, um, and then you know, two minutes later, he sets up. Um, a one time at a blackwell. So, you know, he has it all. Um, he has a lot of fun out there and I really do think the team while they did play well in his absence, I mean he just brings him to a whole nother level and um you know that that does have me feeling good for the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: I mean it just it's a it's a it's a full it's a, especially with uh, Mika getting going here tonight too, and hopefully that can continue to carry over. But um, it just opens up so many different things. And I, I mean, I love the way Hudek's playing too. Man, he, he's a huge difference uh, having him back in the lineup too. It just kind of it gives everybody a little breathing room. And you know, Kreider yeah. kind of been carrying the weight here, and and good on him for for putting the pucks up too. And and like I said, you see these things lining up, and if if we can get all of them scoring like they did tonight a little bit, but you know, even that you know Kreider's off the score sheet tonight, that's no big deal but you know hey look i mean tough weekend coming up no doubt about it with the caps and uh, you know but i think the i told, it's a totally different vibe from i don't you know there's just like you know i don't, I don't want to harp on the on the loss the other night but we just kind of have to put it up there because this is just the way the season's going so we might we might see that again this weekend obviously like i said there's a a, a different kind of outlook now this is huge um, you know, it's just as far as confidence, every game is, is an opportunity to, you know, take a couple of steps forwards, let alone take a couple set steps back, you know, kind of like what we were talking last week with the, the two losses to the Penguins, you know, and then we figured they were just going to get blown out by the Bruins and they played them pretty tough, get the win, you know, and then like I said, then they were rolling here against the Flyers the other night and just a it was just the way they lost and it was just looked so foolish and idiotic. And it's just like, oh, we're never going to be able to beat the Flyers. They got our number. And just to see what they did tonight, too, with a full complement of guys playing and just looking good. And, yeah, you're right. Georgiev did. He, he, he had a really good, strong game here tonight. And uh, we'll see
1: what happens here
0: over the weekend.
1: And uh, I I think if you look at the flyer loss, though, I mean, Kincaid was terrible. And, you know, he's not he's <laughs> Kin not saved. your goalie. Kincaid was terrible, <laughs> especially at the end I man. Mean, I was done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the goals he gave up, you would assume, you know, Shesterkin or Gyrgiev when he's, when he's playing like he does tonight, you know, are going to make those saves. And, and really, the Flyers, they had two, you know, they were down twice by a goal. And both times, Gautier took high-sticking penalties. So, you know, it was a little bit of, uh, you know, like you mentioned, sort of foolishness, you know, on their end. But... You know, those things sort of happen, take bad penalties. And, look, a lot of Ranger fans were upset that Goethe wasn't back in the lineup. I'm sorry, that guy took three penalties, two of which led to the Flyers, you know, tying the game. So uh, there was no chance he was going to be back in the lineup tonight. But, you know, he, again, even that loss, you know, I, it's hard to get that upset about it when you have Kincaid in there just letting up just terrible goal after terrible goal. So, you know, again, it's it to me, it's the Panarin effect. This guy is back. Um, the team probably feels a lot more confident with him in the lineup. Now, if you could get Zbigniewicz rolling the way he did last year, forget it. You know, I may even be a believer that they have a chance of making the playoffs because, uh, you know, if they can go on a run, the Flyers are, are down a bit. Um, you know, the Penguins, too, See, i have seen beatable at certain points this year. And it's really, I hate to say it, you know, the Islanders and the Capitals at the top, I, I think it would be probably out of their reach for those two. But, you know, uh, I, I'd be feeling good if in a week, you know, Zabinijad is still is is still scoring some goals. I mean, you know, not three a game, but <laughs> if he can continue this momentum, yeah, I, I think this team has a chance.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is, again, the craziness that we, we've talked about with this team. It's hard to, you get kind of too... You can't get too excited about them, and then at the same time, too, you can't get too bummed about them, too. And we also talked too, about it last week, too. You can't really jump all over Kincaid too much. I mean, it was just a laugher. And it's just like, again, you just throw your hands up in the air going, oh, you know, what are we going to do here? But it is what it is, you know? So then, like I said, we get to see the team tonight.
1: Uh, a lot of fun here.
0: Hey, look, six points out of, um, you know, a playoff spot
1: right now. You're right.
0: The Flyers. Yeah, I
1: forgot about the Bruins, too. We got to jump over to Bruins, too. Who actually, I think the Rangers have... Been playing the Bruins tough this year, yeah, in my opinion. They've been no hanging around. I mean, look, they're you know, they they're going to physically pound us. I mean, we just don't have the players. But, you know, I in most of the games we've played them this year, I, I thought we played them pretty hard.
0: Well, this is why we're all banging our heads, right, KD? Because we, we, we can see the potential. And guess, But, you know, the other thing, beating the Flyers tonight, too, like I said, they've just had our number. I mean, I think we squeezed a 2-1 win out against them there a couple of weeks ago. But for the most part, since AV's t- taken over here, you know the Kevin Hayes show and everything else, we've just had a hard time beating them. So tonight was just tonight was huge. Um, you know, forget about the Islanders and the Caps so much. Obviously, in, just in terms of the Caps, we have to play them, and they're and they're they're six in a row here. Obie's on fire. Um, they're all gelling over there. Laviot's doing a great job, and I think the Caps are. I think they should be the favorite. And I say this because you know the Islanders losing to Anders Lee is a big thing, and we'll see what they do. And a lot of things can happen here in the. uh a couple of weeks leading up to the, the trade and deadline here. But, you know, yeah, you're right. I think Boston, I think we've said this. If they could just right the ship, yeah, they could. They they can play Boston tough. They can definitely, you know, they showed that they can beat Philly tough. You know, and even the game the other night, too, they were they were flying there for a little bit. And Pittsburgh's definitely open game here. Now, the Islanders have a brutal schedule coming up. You know, the Flyers, uh, too, they they got some tough stuff coming up, too. So, you know, it's just really up to, to the Rangers right now. Two against Washington coming up, Buffalo. And then we're back to Philly again, and then we're playing Washington again. So, I mean, look, this divisional play is just really tough. But now, if these guys can stay healthy, and if Knobloch's game plan through the next, you know, 10, 12 <laughs> games and <laughs> this team going, we're going to be fine. Hey, real quick on, on the game the other night. um, you got Here's two things, right? Tomo looked really good the other night uh, coming in. Yeah. Obviously, getting the goal in the other night, and um, or did he score? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me. Or he set up uh, Panarin, right? He set up Panarin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and then you know Kratzoff in route, man, that's some good stuff too.
1: Yeah, I think that you know last week we were we were discussing the team going forward, and actually, you know, that's one guy we didn't discuss is Kratzoff. I mean, he's going to be here, and it's probably a week and a half now after he goes through quarantine and everything else he he has to do. Uh, I'm real interested to see how he you know, puts his stamp on, on this lineup. And and based on how he plays, I mean, the Rangers are going to have to make a decision on Buchnevich. I mean, this guy is putting up, you know, big-time numbers here again this season, you know, and he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. So, you know, are they going to want to pay him um, at the end of the year? If, if he goes to arbitration, what are they going to offer? You know, are they going to want to move him? Um, if they don't want to pay him. So, and I think a lot of that will fall on how well Kratzoff plays once he comes over. Because if Kratzoff, if they feel that Kratzoff can pick up the slack for Bucinevich in the lineup, you know, you may see them move on from the guy because, again, you know, I think the two of them are, are, are likely, you know, similar skill set and uh, obviously for a lot less money. So that that to me would be the most interesting aspect of Kratsoff coming along is how that could ultimately impact Butchnevich and what the Rangers want to do. I mean, it seems crazy to think of wanting to trade Butchnevich at this point because the guy is finally turning into this complete player. I mean, the guy is on the penalty kill now. I mean, and, and succeeding and doing very well. I mean, he's just not a guy I thought I'd ever see on the penalty kill, you know, when he first uh, began his career with the Rangers. But, you know, he's become one of our, our best complete players. I mean, he's only 25, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, unfortunately, in sports these days, when you're 25, I mean, they're ready to put you out the pasture, you know. But uh, I think Kratsov coming in adds a, a couple of different dynamics there. I mean, obviously, it adds more skill to to a lineup already filled with it. But again, it's how he does may influence what J D and Gordon are gonna do in the off season, um, or maybe even trade deadline time uh with Buchnevich. And as far as Tarmu and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the guy's last name, I've been butchering it. So I, I don't even know how to pronounce Rooney, it. Rooney Renan and Something like that nah, 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 nah. now we anyway. got give
0: the we gotta give the go Ranger fans something to yeah outside <laughs> of our 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 laughing too much, you know they got to right. give them something to bust our chops
1: that's on, right know? and uh yeah, I thought he looked real nice, I mean i'm gonna be honest I mean, you know Hayek can't make that pass anymore that or I haven't seen him make that pass. he had a nice pass tonight, but not as good as the one that Tarmu made to Panera the other night, so he ha- obviously he has that offensive upside you know, I didn't think he looked overwhelmed either. So, you know, just another one of the many, you know, defensive, high-quality defensive prospects that the Rangers have in the pipeline. You know, I was happy to see him get a chance. I mean, you know, for now, he probably doesn't have um, a future this season, you know, unless somebody else goes down or, um, you know, someone like Hayek really ends up struggling mightily. But, you know, Hayek has definitely – been solid this year, a lot more solid than I think anybody's anticipated, and has earned his place in the lineup. I uh, I can't even believe I'm saying that. And even a guy like Brendan Smith, I mean, he is looking more like the guy we we had traded for, um, who looks so great in that in that playoff series alongside Brady Shea against Ottawa so long ago, um, and we hadn't really seen that guy for a while, but you know he sort of reemerged here this year. The other night, he had, you know, talking about passes to Panarin, he had a sweet um, pass down to Panarin that led to the Black, that opened up the Blackwell goal. And then later on in the game, he absolutely demolished. I forgot who he hit on the Flyers, but he just absolutely laid him out and they got into a little bit of a fight afterwards. So, you know, it's good to see that sort of rough and tumble Smith out there because, you know, the Rangers don't have a lot of those guys on the team. You know, it's a lot of skill, a lot of, I, I mentioned, you know, sort of redundant skill sets. Um, and, and and Smith has provided, you know, a little bit of that toughness that um, this team is lacking at times this year. So, um you know, it'll be tough to get Tarmu back in um, because of how well the defense is playing. It, it's funny that this team is sort of like uh, the Bizarro team from last year where they played so well offensively and so poor defensively. And this year, it's been the opposite. They've been great defensively and have had their struggles offensively, except for these last three games. And then the same thing with the power play and the penalty kill. Last year, the penalty kill was atrocious. And this year, they're top in one of the top power play pa- penalty-killing units in the league. And again, the power play last year was tops in the league, and now they're one of the worst. So, it's just, again, what's up is down, and what's down is up for this team this year, and it's just hard to figure out. But... Um, Again, just uh, I, I think the Rangers have a chance now with this full complement of players to 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 hopefully have an exciting stretch run that we missed out on last year because of of the shutdown.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Good stuff there. So, hey, look, I got to ask you something. Why why does got to go? I mean, I think the Capo Caco experiment's over.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, what's yeah, the story I mean. It's hard to disagree with that. I, I Like I just said, I mean, Nevich is turning into the player you would all hope he would. And now once he turns into that player, you, you want to get rid of him. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, that's just the way sports is these days. And uh, when that guy finally gets to the point that you hope for, you get rid of him because now he costs too much money. So, yeah, it's tough. I Look, I, you can't, you cannot, and it could be a huge monumental mistake, but you just can't get rid of Kako right now. You just can't do it. I mean, unless you're going to get some crazy, sick player back, you know, and maybe that is an Eichel trade. But, you know, you mentioned – go ahead. Well, not necessarily getting rid of him. I
0: mean, what's the story? I mean – why can't this kid get it going? And I think we're way beyond the KD hospitality here and the young kid and everything stuff. I mean, there's obviously something wrong here. Um, he, he just can't put points up for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a problem. I mean, I I agree. I mean, I think he's playing well, but he has four points in 21 games this year. I, I don't know if he had any points tonight. I didn't notice. Sure. Um, I, he hit the crossbar doesn't count uh, tonight. And I actually, yeah, I know. You don't get points for that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I actually, I tweeted out because in the first period, Lafreniere had a breakaway, you know, a semi-breakaway where he got, he got robbed. And then at the end of the period, Kako hit a crossbar. I said that those two plays have pretty much summed up those two's, you know, short Rangers career at this point where, you know, they're, they're, Snake bitten. I mean, they just can't find. They they're not putting up points. They can't find the back of the net. When they do get a good shot, the goalie's saving it. So you know, at some point, I mean, the Rangers scored nine goals tonight. Kakko didn't have a single point. You know, he didn't even have a secondary assist in there. I mean, at least Lafreniere had a secondary assist. You know, it it yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, that there should be. I mean, a little bit of concern here that he's only putting up four points in twenty-two games. I guess it is. He's got to put up more points than that. He just does. Yes. What, the, I, I... what the answer is, I have no idea. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he's playing. He's playing with skilled players. He, he, he's not playing on a line with like Tanner Glass. You know, <laughs> he's out there tonight with a friend, and Hede. He's out there with Panera in some games. So, you know, he's had opportunities to play with better players. I know over the years, a lot of Ranger fans like to criticize, whether it was A.B. or Quinn, that he's they're playing these young guys with, you know, uh, Brendan Smith and, and you know, other, you know, Howden is holding these guys back. And guess what? They're not playing with Howden this year. You know, Lafreniere and, and Kako. And you know more Kako Lafrenia, it's his first year. He's actually and he's more points than Kako. But yeah, and, and I mean, you can you can definitely KD.
0: You can definitely see the difference in the two players, right? You you can definitely see that that Laffy's definitely got something there. You know he's he you know whether it's you know that he's a North American Canadian player, lots of experience, uh, great time. I mean, you can kind of see. Laffy has this potential. He just showed there's a little bit of magic out there and, and granted, like I said, you know, up and down the lineup, his first season as an NHL guy. But, you know, if you're if you're I'm not saying you gotta pick between the two, but if you were to, you could definitely see Laffey's the kind of guy that, you know, he's there's something about him. There's something special about him and, and he's gonna get going and he's gonna he's gonna get his chance and he's gonna take advantage of it. And obviously he's shorter into his NHL now, obviously than Capo here. Obviously, you know, he's been here a year ahead of him, no big deal. But um, I just don't think there's something – there's something that kind of gets you excited with Lafreniere. But there's, there's nothing that's really exciting me about Capo anymore. I'm sorry. But I just don't – you know, I don't see it. And, and, and now that, you know, all the guys that you talked about that had these monster years last year, um, turning the Jets on and, and, and you, you bring up a, a – it's, it's just a super point about Panarin being back in there. It's everything about Artemi. It's his personality. It's just his energy. It's a totally different team. There's no doubt about it. It picks everybody up and the offensive uh, opportunities there. And now with the other guys being healthy, uh, whether it's Knobloch or whether it's Quinn, it just gives you more options there to throw out and, and mix things up a little bit. And, again, we're going to see more. We'll get more of this in terms of carrying over this weekend with the Caps, and let's see what happens. But getting back to Capo and, and Lafayette, I just think there's there's something in there where you could see – Lafreniere is has the opportunity. He's he's going to get there. Where I don't feel so much with with Capo.
1: Yeah, you know what I'd like like to see Quinn do, and not that that Kako deserves it, but I think one of the problems on the power play, and, and we've discussed this before, and I see Ranger fans discussing this all the time, is that there's too many right-handers on the first power play. So I I've seen it twice. I think the last couple of games where a puck has gone across the Royal Road, as Valaket likes to call it, you know, from the wing where Panarin usually sits, where he's one timing or Zabinijad one times from the left side, you know, right handed to the other wing. And either Strom or Zabinijad, I saw were on the other side where they're off handed. And mm-hmm. they can't get that one hand that that one time bomb because it's their offside. Yeah. So, you know, it maybe if you put Kako over there and you try setting him up for some one time bombs over there and get him feeling good about himself. And and again, I, I don't necessarily think he deserves that position because again, he, he hasn't shown to be able to put up points, but you know, I think it does two things. I think it it gets the personnel on the power play the way it should be. You need to have a left-handed shot on that far board over there. Mm-hmm. So you can have the one timer coming from that side. And obviously you have it coming from the other side where Panarin and zabinajad usually set up. Um, and you could put Kako over there. Maybe you get him firing and feeling good and he gets one or, he, you know, he gets a deflection shot in and and he starts putting up points, you know. Kreider's in front of the net. Maybe Carter gets a rebound. You, you know, just get the guy some points. You know, may, let him feel good about himself. Get he'll be on the on the ice for a power play goal. I mean, I, I say I, I feel like you know, you know, me. I make excuses for everybody on this show, especially <laughs> Kako. But you know, I I feel like you maybe the coaching staff and I'm a Quinn cheerleader, they got to do a better job of maybe putting him in a better position to succeed, you know, even more than they have, you know, I just mentioned that they've put him with better players this year, but maybe get him on that first power play in that shooting position and see if that works. And And Paul, you know what, if it doesn't, then I don't know where you go because, and again, he's young, he's 20. But yeah, I mean, at some point you're going to have to see flashes of it. And I agree. I mean, you're you're he's playing harder this year and he's more defensively responsible. But, you know, we need to start seeing some points.
0: Exactly. Like you were saying last week, we need to see some wins. (laughs) You're done with the rebuild. And I think a lot of people might be getting done with capital. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I agree. I, I do. I think it's part, you know, part of what I said, the rebuild fatigue and. And, you know, I'm sick of waiting for Kako to figure this out. But, I mean, to be honest, it's only been, you know, a year, barely a year. I mean, you got the season last year got cut short. This season is a abbreviated season with no, uh, you know, train, barely any training camp. So, yeah, I mean, look, there's excuses. And I'm not saying trade the guy. But, you know, at some point, you, you do want to see a little bit more on the score sheet from the guy. I don't think that's too much to ask for. And I could see... Fans growing a little weary of of waiting around for the guy. Yeah, and it'll be uh, interesting
0: to see where Coach Knobloch puts uh, Kratzoff.
1: Man, you, know, you love this Coach <laughs> Knoblock guy.
0: <laughs> but if, uh, I mean that's something too. I mean Kratzoff's going to come in here too. You know he you know he ain't making his trip not to play, and I'm sure the organization is definitely going to want to see it. And you know you got to hope this guy puts some points up too. But you got to you got to feel that that's going to make it uh a little tougher too. Look, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not calling for trades or anything like that. I, I said, look, this this team that we have, it, it is what it is and it's fun when they're clicking and like tonight and and rolling. It's great against the, you know, the Bruins there and shutting them out and everything else and you know, we talked about uh, you know, uh even the last 10, 12 games here minus the the losses to Pittsburgh and in Boston. The team was playing really well. A lot of energy out there and obviously since you know, Peyton Aarons comes back. It's definitely a different vibe and everything. But, um, you know, when, when Kratsov comes in here, too, that's going to be interesting, too, as far as, you know, ice time. And, you know, if this kid happens to start putting some points in, and we don't know, and it's it's something, again, first open up some popcorn and sit back and watch the team and see what happens. But, you know, how does the organization work with that? Again, I'm not asking you to predict anything or whatever, but I just think it's something now that, that's that might be in the back of this kid's head, too. He knows this guy, Kratzos has been doing really well in the KHL. He's a prospect here that the Rangers want to use. Um, and um, it'll just be interesting to see how uh, Coach Knobloch puts him into the lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think even just looking at the lineup, you with this Coach Knobloch, man. He almost slipped that one past me. Um <laughs> I love it, man. I just love it. I love it. I season, went to go man. into it. I went to get into it. I was like, didn't he just say Knoblock? <laughs> Jesus. Uh. I mean if you just I'm just gonna ignore that. If if you just look at the lineup itself, where where are you putting Kratz off initially? You know, who are you moving around? I mean, I, I think the obvious move is probably getting Blackwell onto the fourth line. But, you know, that that seemed, you know, he seems to be working well with Panarin um, and, and Strom. So I don't know if Quinn would be that quick to move that. So now are, are you putting Kratzoff on the fourth line with, you know, Rooney and, and Lemieux? <laughs> is that where he fits? Do you bump Kako down to the fourth line? Lafreniere, you know, who, where where does Kratzoff fit in? I mean, I think that the obvious move is getting Blackwell down to the fourth line. Because um, I love that my fourth line is is Rooney, Blackwell, and Mew. I've said that a couple of times on here. I think that that fourth line is money. And then, you know, you move Lafreniere, Kako up, and you put Kratzoff on the third line. To me, it seems like the easy way to go. Um, and, and the obvious move there, um, and we'll see if that's the way to, way it goes. Quinn could be a little stubborn with his lineup sometimes, so you know they may want Kratzoff to uh, prove himself initially. So put him on the fourth line. Has this kid learned and and developed the things that we talked to him about last year, and from all the video that that I think we've all seen, he, he looks like a much harder player on the puck uh, in the KHL this year. So. Uh, I'm excited to see if that translates over to the NHL and can he bring that style here as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, we you may see him initially on that fourth line. I think that just depends on the rest of the, how the rest of the lineup is doing at that point. But ultimately, you'll see him up in the in the top nine. Um, yeah, I think as the season progresses, unless he just looks completely overwhelmed like he did last year.
0: Well, it's uh, something to look forward to, no doubt about it. Uh, either way, you know. But uh, well, before I get into asking you about uh, Sturkin's uh, groin, uh, it's Ooh. now uh, sponsorship time here at Go Rangers Radio. Uh, speaking of groin injuries and and uh, taking care of yourself uh, below the waist, support for Go Rangers Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And me and KD, since we've gotten the gear. Being a part of the sponsorship program, I got to tell you, it's changed our lives. We walk around, our head's high, and just feeling a lot cleaner and and confident about ourselves. So it's all good stuff. But Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's called the Manscaped, um, it's called the lawnmower. okay? It's uh, built by their engineering team, and they perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever, okay? It's the third-generation trimmer, features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce... Grooming accidents. KD used to use his uh, old plastic Milex sticks before he was introduced to Manscaped, and you can just imagine how dangerous that was, right? So this is premium stuff. Uh, The battery in it will last up to 90 minutes which is about, uh, you know, a KD shift on his deck hockey team. He never comes off the, uh, the uh, rink, from what I've been told by his teammates. Uh, the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, so you can clean yourself up in the dark, or if the lights or the power go out, you're all set here with the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. Uh, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke trademark technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand, which me and Katie both love, and we have it all. We move it around different places in the house every week. We show off the mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging deck uh, powered by a USB. It's great stuff. Um, so if you guys are listening to us out there right now, we want you. We want all you guys to experience this firsthand for yourself so let's all get that bush to tush clean so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code GO Rangers or GO Rangers Go. It's up to you. You want to type shorter or type longer? It's up to you. But we want you guys to go out there and make your testies their besties, okay? Once again, let's get 20% off and free shipping with the codes GO Rangers Go or GO Rangers at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And once again, use the codes GO Rangers Go or GO Rangers. Your balls will thank you. Get out there, folks. Get out there, guys. I, the ladies. You know, at least you want to get something nice for your man. If you know, if it's an issue in your relationship, you know, you can take care of that. But uh, big thanks to Manscaped.com for sponsoring the Go Rangers radio show. And thanks to all you guys out there for listening and uh, checking it out. Go get some stuff. It's all great. So, um, when's Shesty coming back, KD? What's the story? Um, his, his groin is 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 a problem now you're a former netminder. uh did you have a, any groin injuries during your playing career and and maybe talk to the fans a little bit about um how hard that might be to come back from
1: you want me to talk about how hard my groin is, is that is that what you just told me to tell everybody i just want to get this straight once again sponsored by manscape.com we don't fool around here go Ranger radio no, I, I didn't have any issues with the grind area, um, but I did. I, I to be honest, I, had, I actually had a lot of hamstring issues when I played goalie. They take a while. I mean, they do. And and anytime you you rush, try to rush back, um, with those type of muscle pulls, um. Now I'm talking about pulling my muscle. Oh, once um, again, sponsored by Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off and free shipping using the codes <laughs> GoRangers and Go. Rangers Go. Uh, I think that you, you don't want to rush back from those kind of injuries. So I'm sure that the Rangers are, are being extra cautious here um, with Chesterkin. I, I do think that they look at, at the season and where they are and, and think that the playoffs probably are a long shot and that yeah, obviously next year is the year that they're focused on. So to rush him back and and for him to potentially in, re injure himself and or maybe worse, um, I'm sure they're taking their time with it. And and now that Yurgiev came back with this this performance tonight, you know, it probably gives them even longer for for him to rest. So um, look, it, it's it's unfortunate that he seems to be a bit injury prone here. Um, but you know, that stuff comes and goes, you know, remember a guy who, who was injury prone a lot, you know, I don't mean to go into baseball at all, but for, you know, Mets fans, Jose Reyes was a guy who who seemed to pull his hamstring like every week when he first came up with the Mets and, and, you know, after a year or two, it was, it it was never bother after that. So it could be just one of those things where, uh, he's just this sustaining these injuries now but you know long term i don't think injuries have ever been a problem for him before so it might just be bad luck for whatever reason and you know he's got to focus on maybe getting a better stretch before the game or you know whatever it is um but uh look it is happening though and until he proves he can remain healthy there's going to be questions about it um and if he is going to have a problem staying in the lineup. The Rangers are going to have to try to um, have a fallback plan here because if he's going to be out of the lineup and if Gurgiev and again, he played well tonight, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he's back and a guy that you can count on night after night. So, um, you know, Keith Kincaid can't, can't be the next guy up you know, next year when this team is looking to contend and, and get into the playoffs and make some noise because then it's really not going to happen. You can't have Keith Kincaid sabotaging, um, you know, potential playoff um, appearances and, and, and beyond for this team. So, uh, again, similar to how Kratzoff comes in and, and how that impacts what the Rangers may do with Bushnevich, you know, if if Shesterkin can't remain healthy for the rest of the season, you know, the Rangers may be looking in a direction for a veteran goaltender to bring in just in case, I mean, a veteran goaltender better than Kincaid um, down the road, because you can't, you can't rely on a guy who's not going to stay in the lineup. So, you know, I guess it is a bit a bit concerning. I, I'm not going to say that it's definitely going to be a problem long term because you just don't know with this stuff. But I'm sure it's in the back of uh, Gordon and JD's head right now, or maybe yeah. it's in the front of their head right now. <laughs> I mean, considering he's not back in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just another part of the, like I said, this this you know up and down season. You know, a guy that we've all been looking forward. To. I mean, we love him when he's in there. Uh, we love Shesty Spunk and his, um you know, he seems to be another great personality there too, which I think is, you know, like I said, Panarin too, just a huge great presence on the ice as well. I'm sure in terms of uh, uh, getting his guys going, and we know when we've seen Shesty get into a, uh, into a groove there, he's, you know, I mean, the uh, it's so promising to look at, and I guess it's just so unfortunate here that he can't be a part of this right now too. And I think hopefully what they can do, we talk about this season and the stretch and. You know, the, this team's, you know, seesaw, the pull back and forth is is let him heal. You know, and, and if they just have to keep flopping back and forth between Georgiev and, and Kincaid right now, uh, that's just what they have to do because, you know, w- what's your thoughts on that in terms of rushing him back to, you know, if they if they get a little closer to a playoff spot? I mean, uh, are you cool with them just kind of chilling on Shesty and and, and just kind of we'll cross our fingers here for Georgiev? Because, you know, Georgie definitely has the potential to do it. But in short, KD, I mean, well, how would you how would you run this right now?
1: Well, if if the Rangers are anywhere near a playoff spot, and and Shesterkin is 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 injured, I, you know that obviously means Giorgiev is playing well. <laughs> so I would say that uh, there would probably be no need to rush Shesterkin back. I, like I said, I I just don't think that this is the year uh, for this team, and and that next year is is where they're going to have their focus on. So I, I just don't think it would make sense to rush him back. Even if they did find themselves within, you know, four or five points of a playoff spot later in the season. Again, if Shesterkin has is, is been out with an injury, in and out of the lineup with, with injuries at that point, but they're still within striking distance, I, I think that means Girgev is playing well. So... You know, I would just ride him. I mean, I, again, it just doesn't make Woo-hoo! sense to me. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> go, Georgie, go! <laughs> I, I wouldn't get too excited saying that I would go with Geargift because the other guy is too injured to play. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that would have to be the game plan. You, you stick with the guy who's obviously playing well. Um, you know, Shesterkin, in my opinion, is still your starter. But if he's if he's battling injuries, it just doesn't make much sense to me to get him in there.
0: Thank you, Coach Deloria. Appreciate that, man. pass it <laughs> on to Coach Knobloch. Um, so, like I said, you, you've been great, Tush, talking about, you know, getting uh, the full uh, contingent and especially the vets, the guys up front, uh, Mika Panarin, you know, Kreider, uh, getting these guys going and, and putting the puck in the net. And, obviously, your boy, McStrom. I think um, just talk about him a little bit here in this these last couple of weeks in terms of, um, you know, he seems to just be, he you know, he's steady. I mean, you know, in terms of you know, how you look at him, and, you know, Strom's not going to be that flashy superstar. He's just not going to, you know, do that kind of stuff like Panarin and Zibanejad can do, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he's he's been pretty good for us.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know what more Ranger fans could want. I mean, he's put up points since he's been here. He He works well and has great chemistry with our best player. And he hasn't been a financial burden on this team at all. I mean, his contracts have been great, very team friendly, short term, low dollar amounts. That's not hamstringing them uh, as far as making moves. And, and the Rangers have been cash, uh, you know, cap strapped the last couple of years. And for them to have him in there in here on these short term deals, not a lot of money. Um, he's been phenomenal, and and I, I say it all the time. I I just can't believe the grief that this guy gets from Ranger fans. I mean, if you were told that he was going to put up the, this amount of points, and I don't have the points in front of me that he scored as a Ranger so far from the time that they traded him here for Spooner. I mean, they essentially got him for nothing. Um, You know, I I think everybody would have been doing backflips at the time, you know, when they made the trade, if you were told he'd be putting up these kind of numbers. So um, I, again, I am happy to see him continuing to succeed. Obviously it helps the Rangers in the standings, but I just think for him personally and with the haters, um, you know, Showing him what he's all about I, You know I sort of said it last week You know sort of how do you like me now You know that he's showing these guys Especially when was Panarin was out of the lineup He He continued to put up points He didn't have a deduction, a reduction in the amount of points that he's putting up. His, his quality of play did not go down. And actually he was one of the players that you mentioned prior stepping up. He was one of the guys that stepped up and kept the Rangers afloat with Panarin out of the lineup. And, and he's a great team guy. He seems like a good locker room presence as well. You know, you talk about Panarin and he's a fun guy in there. I, I think Strom is, is a, has, Turned himself into a leader since coming here as well as as a veteran guy on this team, um, and he's still fairly young himself. So uh, I, I just don't think you could ask, could have asked for anything more from him coming in from a um, production standpoint, from a financial standpoint and a locker room standpoint. And uh, you know, he's only 27. Also, it's not like he's, uh, you know, in his late thirties or anything. Yeah. I mean, he probably has four or five good seasons left in him. You know, I'm not saying that means he, the Rangers should keep him around. And if, you know, he has to be part of a package that they send somewhere, then, then so be it. But you know, the Rangers could be a lot worse, and we, we complain about their depth down the middle, but, you know, if Heedle continues, and we talk about Hedl a lot and how he's the key to a lot of what's going to go on here um, with them contending, but this team could do a lot worse down the middle if if Heedle shows that he could be a top-six presence, then Zubinijad, Heedle, Strom is your third-line center, and then Rooney is your fourth-line center. I mean... That's pretty solid, especially with when your wingers are guys like Panarin and Kreider and Lafreniere and and Buchnevich, you know, those guys are putting up the points. And if Kako can turn into the Kako, we all hope, you know, then then I, I don't know that you need to go out and make a trade for Eichel. You know, maybe you go out and, and you can get a winger. If if that's what you need, if, if Kako doesn't pan out or Kratzoff doesn't pan out, you know, wingers could probably get a winger in here a lot cheaper than you could a center if you need to trade for him or bring in a, a unrestricted free agent winger. So, you know, again, Hedl is the key there because think about Strom as your third line center. I mean, that's I, I would think he'd be one of the best third line centers in the league, you know, if he continued to play the way he does. And now obviously his production would, would go down a bit if you're not in that top six and you're not getting the same minutes. And if you're not playing with Panarin, but I still think he'd be putting up points on, on that third line. So I really don't have a negative thing to say about the guy. I mean, you know, he, he sometimes takes too many penalties um, and, and, and whatnot. And, and he's probably should be on the second power play. And again, because, Quinn has the way he has the personnel set up. And that's more of a Quinn thing than a um, Strom thing. But, you know, I, I know, I assume you agree with me on this. I mean, you're usually with me in, in defending the guy. I mean, I, the hate for him is more baffling, I think, than any hate I've seen a, a Ranger ever get.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't I don't know if they included the points tonight. But, you know, 27 games, he's 20 points. 10 goals and 10 assists, at least if he was going into tonight, or not, you know, or uh, if it's after tonight, you know, I'm not uh, going to sit here and play uh, perfect points or whatever. But, it, it, you know, still, like I said, if you're averaging 20, 22 points here in 27, 28 games, that's good stuff, you know. He's been a big part of, uh, you know, a, a lot of, um, you know, great offensive outbursts here by the team, you know. And like I said, he's been steady um i like the guy you know i am i'm with you i i like him and, and it would be something to see you know we, we again it's uh it's all speculation in terms of what this the the team's going to do down the road in terms of uh you know these uh positions and you know, moving these guys up and down and whether or not they can get somebody in a trade or not and me and you have always hopped on the fact that you know they might just leave things the way they are this year and we'll see what happens uh next season and see who becomes available and so on and so on and so on but um He's not hurting the team, you know, and I think with all the, you know, the, all the other, like I said, he's not a big flashy kind of star, but with all the big stars around him that have been struggling, whether Panarin's been out obvious for obvious reasons, and Mika's struggling here a little bit, and and the two young superstars, you know, Capo and Laffy here too, were uh waiting for these guys to chip in, and we've been waiting for Heatel to get back. Um, and I, I I can't say enough. I just, I love, I love the way Heatel's playing. I can just see it in him. I, I think he's going to be. Again, if he can stay healthy, you know, I think he can just be a really good uh, part of his team. I think he's just, he's got it. And I just think there's something really good going on with his game and his head and in terms of how he's playing and everything. So, hey, look, you know, in general, you know, and and, and how I kind of came down last week saying, you know, I'm not going to scream and yell too much and, and God knows that could change. And like I said, I was really disgusted in terms of how they lost the other day, but you know, they pull you back in tonight, and you get to see uh, all the stuff that's going on here. And then you look at the defensive core. You know, Foxy coming back. You know, Smith got – he had the most time on ice tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the guys have been steady there, lingering, and obviously Trouba coming back, and Trouba's a pretty good here too. And um, it's 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 just nice to see. And, I again, I keep going back to that's why we're banging our heads here a little bit as Ranger fans because you know – how talented they are. And, yes, they've been struggling this year to get the full, you know, the full crew. Everybody together, playing together. And I think that's what's even more laughable about tonight is that they had everybody in the lineup that they, they need and want, right? And all the big guns are playing. And who's not behind the bench? It's just crazy, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, that's the I mean, that's the best part. And again, like I mentioned, my buddies and I do like a text chain. And my one of my friends said the same thing. He's, how can you properly evaluate Quinn this season? How is that possible? We talk about the team in general. But when you're looking at, you know, individual positions and then the coaches and you're saying, is Quinn the guy to lead this team? How can you have an answer right now? Based on everything that's gone on, you know this year, and then obviously the shutdown last year. You know the Rangers were one of the hottest teams in the league, and then you have the shutdown. They come back and play awful, and then we go over. We've gone over it all the time, and just everything that's gone on this year. You know, for the and in Rangers, fairness,
0: KD, that that's it's okay that they stunk
1: <laughs> in the tournament. Well, that's look true. What we got that's true. Yeah, that's right. And and the Rangers are now, you know. After everything that this team has gone through this year, they're at 500. Like, that's unbelievable that they're even anywhere near 500. And like you said, they're six points out of a playoff spot. You know, and half the season's left to go. I mean, six points with half the season left? I mean, you know, they're not exactly out of it. And, you know, to get through everything that they've been through, um, you know, maybe that bodes well for the for the rest of the season. You get through these hard times, a little bit of adversity, and it makes you stronger. And not we'll, that we'll a, see. Is that a is that, child song? <laughs> I think it's on a bumper sticker on my car.
0: Well, Christina, oh, it's a,
1: very poetic, KD. I just thought oh, maybe you were right.
0: reading somebody's lyrics there.
1: No. <laughs> but that that's really you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know again, Quinn, I think you' you're looking at it similarly to the team itself. You just can't evaluate it based on everything that's going on and actually, in fact i'm I'm more impressed with where the Rangers are and and the job Quinn has done that they're anywhere near 500. After all the sort of outside forces have have sort of conspired against this team, it seems as though um, over the last year. So, um, you know me, I'm 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 a big Quinn guy, and uh, I I think that he again has gotten a bad rap by by fans, and, and it's usually the same fans who don't like Strome, who don't like Quinn. Um, but I, I just, and again, I've said all along, I don't know that he's ultimately the guy that, that wins us a cup, but I mean, I don't know what, what more are you looking for from from this guy is again, one of the hottest teams in the league last year, hadn't headed in down the stretch until the season got shut down. And then he's somehow been able to get this team to traverse through all this insanity this year and somehow have them at 500? I don't know. I mean, I I think that – I think he's doing a solid job. He
0: is. And, you know, he's going to have to continue to work hard because now Coach Knoblock is looking over his shoulder.
1: <laughs> I mean, cr- look, he's not Barry Trots out there. Like, I get that. And, and if Trots was, like, the coach of the Rangers, I would probably say that, you know, they'd probably be doing a little bit better. I mean, but, you know, not many coaches are Trots. You know, and and maybe Quinn turns into that type of coach eventually. But, you know, this is where he is now. He's he's a young guy, too. He's going through all this for the first time and and, uh, through this rebuild and and everything else that's going on this year. And uh, this team hasn't completely fallen apart. They're not. And you mentioned this last week. They're not the Buffalo Sabres right now. You know, so I, I think he's been able to hold this team um up here and not allowed it to to just fall to pieces and uh and we'll see where they go for the rest of the year
0: yeah and a a huge point i think all of us have to sit back and and really just look at how crazy this season has been you know and it is a a, you know they play in in one of if not the toughest divisions in the entire league you know so you know you, you gotta you gotta cut a little slack you know, um, and you have to look at the big picture here. And now we will see what happens here going forward. Like I said, if there's a healthy team here, uh, you know, from Cam to uh, Laffey and, uh, you know, these young guys and even Rooney coming in here and and uh, Blackwell, these young guys have that, that have come in here and, and filled some spots a little bit and helped this team out on, on the nights that they've won. And yes, you know, like I said, it's the seesaw thing that I was talking about last week and I think more and more, especially when you when you see them win tonight, um, and and that win against Boston, and yeah, you get frustrated at the losses against Pittsburgh and, um, and and the way things finished up last week. But in the whole picture of this season for the New York Rangers, and it has been crazy. There's just no other the way you can look at it. And you can talk about, like, the Sabres. Like, just, yeah, that's that's just like a, a black hole. That's what's going on up there. Jersey's just, you know, they are just really can't find their way over there, too. So, I mean, we're at least in the mix. We've got the talent here and an opportunity at the midway point of the season here where, you know, the Rangers could possibly, you know, you know, Keep keep it interesting because I, I thought maybe they might be uh, you know falling off here a little bit um, you know this last week or so and they, and, and the Rangers
1: are and they they raise their play when they they've played the Capitals twice this year they're two and zero against the Capitals by the way so um, you know just because they're they're going to up against the big bad Caps doesn't uh, necessarily mean um it's doomed for this team they seem to rise to the occasion at least so far this year against the the Capitals hopefully i just didn't jinx them um but uh, so again they they've played these teams tough you know they they've been able to hang around with with Boston and the Flyers and um you know they had those tough games against the Penguins but i think now that you and that's with injuries, without Panarin, um, now that they got everybody back, like I've said, let's see where we go. Let's see well, how we this.
0: roll. Yeah, look at this, KD. Right, obviously, uh, big weekend against the Caps, and uh, like I said, if they can just play them tough, just get a split, it'd be great. Um, hopefully, they get you know they they play Buffalo after that, and then they're back to Philly, and and they they show that they can play Philly uh, tough, and maybe maybe the, the Flyers are gassing out a little bit here too, and they got a, a tough one I think against the Islanders tomorrow night. Uh, back against the Caps, so they can hopefully just kind of stay in the fight there. But April is very interesting. Um, There's one, two, four games against Buffalo, and we got four games against the Devils, and a couple in there with the Islanders, uh, three games actually. And the Islanders, you know, they find, you know they played the Caps the other night and they brought it back down to earth, and they've lost Anders Lee, unfortunately, great guy, great player, um, but they've got to change things around here. And Malkin's out now, and they got a couple there against uh, Pittsburgh, uh, before they get Philly again at the end of the month. But th- if you look at April, if they can get through these next uh you know, six, eight games here and, and just kinda stay close to that last spot uh for the playoffs until they get to I mean four games against the Devils and four games playoffs? against the Sabres. You're talking baby.
1: playoffs? Yeah, baby playoffs <laughs>
0: But there's some points that you can make up there, man. Yeah, no sounds like it's it.
1: setting up for a, a nice stretch run, Paul. You got me excited. <laughs> I'm getting excited.
0: I'm just trying to make your St. Patrick's Day a little happier, buddy. That's all I'm trying <laughs> to do. All right, Paul. Before we wrap this one up, um, can we can we do the old-fashioned uh, Katie Man crush of the week? No, uh, actually, before that, let's all raise our glasses because unfortunately he's not in the lineup. But for Jack Johnson's sake. Now that he's, you know, he's put on waivers there in the tax squad. It doesn't look like he's might probably not going to see any ice time. And hopefully won't only because not that we don't necessarily want to see him on the ice again. But that means our guys that are on the ice right now are staying healthy and they're playing well. So let's raise a St. Patrick's Day drink to Jack Johnson, everybody. Drink.
1: <laughs> Cheers. Mm.
0: Ah, delicious. Good stuff. All right, KD. Give us a, a KD Rangers man crush for all time's sake.
1: Uh, the, the guy on the flyers who was supplying AV with all his gum tonight, cause that guy <laughs> was chewing, <laughs> probably had to chew through like five packs of gum after that one. So all right. the gum, the gum supplier for AV tonight, that guy was chomping behind the bench can't really see it because he's got the mask on
0: but, yeah well that's know. a great thing we don't want to see that man. <laughs> too much of that will drive us crazy i also want to raise a glass to coach Knoblock, baby great oh, job man. stepping in there tonight you man. Are, putting the
1: you, pressure on coach quinn i love it baby you are smitten with this guy man <laughs> i'm just smitten with the
0: result tonight man because i just think it's it's so off the charts where this season's going so you know, great win tonight, boys. And and give them hell this weekend against the Caps and let's just keep making this fun the rest of the way. That's all I want, buddy.
1: Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in for fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like Mordred. fun.
1: Yes, we do. We do. <laughs>
0: all right, so uh thanks to uh Oh, so uh, you got to you got to say at least a
1: word on the uh uh the new White Claw flavors that are coming out, right, buddy? Oh, the iced teas? You down with that? Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down with the iced tea, uh, the line of iced teas. That's pretty good. <laughs> actually, somebody asked me today if uh, if White Claw was going to come out with a Jameson version. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, look, they're coming out with iced teas, so who knows what's next?" So uh, I'm excited to try them. I mean, I've actually, to be honest, I've actually been White Claw free during the winter. To me, it's it's more of like a summer drink, you know. So I've been I've been holding off. You know, I I walked past the the White Claw display at the uh, the supermarket. I start get you know I start shaking <laughs> a little bit, you know, because I just want to grab one, but I I've been holding back, you know, drinking just regular beer, dark beers and stuff. You know, you have your Guinnesses for today, and uh, you know, once it, it starts getting warm out and and you need that refreshing alcoholic beverage, that White Claw will be waiting for me, so. Well hopefully I'm you'll saved. be
0: drinking a whole bunch here on the podcast as we get deep into the summer with these ranges, baby. That's, That's all it. we can look Fired forward up. To. All right, so everybody out there listening, it. We see it every week. We can't thank you guys enough for the support. You guys are the best. We appreciate it. Everybody listening live tonight, thanks again for tuning in. And all the fans that chirp in with us on Twitter, again, thank you so much. Me and Katie, really appreciate it. So, look, enjoy this tonight. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Uh, let's dive back in here with the, uh, the Strangers this weekend and hopefully they give the Caps a good go. So it'll be fun. So until next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of myself, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, uh, turn it over to KD, as always, to say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. And let's go, Rangers!